let's celebrate God, amen, for our senior pastor and first lady Charles. Let's give God praise for them, amen. And let's give it up for my wife, amen, Lady Shamika Brown. And let's celebrate God for everybody, amen, on Facebook Live and Instagram and everybody that's in the parking lot. Let's give God praise. I believe he deserves all the glory and the praise on today. Hallelujah. We thank God, amen, even for Brother Steve Spicer. He's a wonderful man. We thank God for what he's doing, amen, in the educational system and He's a family member. He's part of the point. We're claiming him as part of the point of praise family life center. Amen. You can't be, you can't, amen, say you're a son of Pastor Charles and not be a son of point of praise family life center. Amen. <laughs> and so we thank God for him and all that God is doing uh, through him and we celebrate God amen from my brother Pastor JB he's walking around he's somewhere around here let's celebrate God for Pastor JB amen well as we forestated uh, uh, previously we want to uh, try to uh, expedite our time so that we won't get caught in any rain I believe that God is going to hold the rain back so I can get this word out of my spirit uh, on this morning. Last week, Elder Jesse did an amazing job on ministering the word of the Lord. And I pray you all had an opportunity this week to flip the script. How many of you flipped the script on this week? Amen. An amazing message, a powerful message. It really stirred my spirit up. And we've been in a series entitled A Going Church. And for the last couple of weeks, we've been ministering from that particular subject matter. And there's been several messages tied to that. So the first message was a going church. The second message and the third message was part one and part two of a motivated church. And this morning, I'm going to speak from the subject matter and empowered church and empowered church. And we're going to go to our foundational text in Matthew, the 28th chapter verses 18 through 20. We also utilize the Acts, the second chapter, verses one through four, but we're not going to go to that text. I'm going to use another text on this morning in Acts, the first chapter and the eighth verse. So again, we're going to go to Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 18 through 20, which is a familiar scripture to most of us, and then Acts, the first chapter and the eighth verse. Matthew 28 and 18 uh, through 20, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And the great thing about this is because we have Jesus Christ abiding on the inside of us as a body of baptized believers, the same authority that Jesus had in the earth, we have that same delegated authority. He says, therefore, since I've been given this authority, what I want you to do is I want you to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of of the age. So Jesus was letting the disciples know, because I have authority, I'm giving you delegated authority. And as you're going, I want you to make disciples. As you're 
doing life. Glory be to God. And that's exciting in and of itself because we don't have to so much change what we're doing. We just have to add to what we're doing. So as we're doing life, we have an obligation to share the message of the kingdom of God with people that we come in contact with. And he let us know, listen, I'm going to be there with you. You don't have to worry about anything. I'm right there with you. Now, Acts, the, uh, the first chapter in the eighth verse, it reads, but ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Somebody say everywhere. Glory to God in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, let me just do a little quick review so that we can stay connected uh, to the direction that the Holy Spirit is leading us. We found out through this particular series that the church is the ecclesia. It's the called out ones. We are the called out ones. It's a company of baptized believers. It's not an organization, but it's a living, breathing organism. We are the church. Just tap yourself and say, I am the church. The church is not a facility, amen, but it is a body, and we are the body of Christ. When we receive Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, we became the body of Christ. And because we are a part of the body of Christ, we are facilitators of the kingdom of God. And God has given us as the church an assignment to advance his kingdom in the earth. And if we're going to advance his kingdom in the earth, we must have an understanding of the mission, the message, the ministry, and the mandate of Jesus Christ, because the kingdom of God needs to be our number one priority. You know, Matthew 6 and 33, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things uh, shall be added unto us. So it's been my consistent prayer as we've been teaching on this particular series is that there be a priority shift in our lives, that the kingdom of God comes to the forefront of everything that we do, that God's agenda becomes our number one priority. And it's my prayer that God will merge our hearts with his heart and that we will be broken with the things that break God's heart and that we will be sensitive and engaged with things that's around us on a daily basis. I believe that every day God gives us an opportunity to connect with people, to witness to people, to share the message, the good news of Jesus Christ to people. And we need to ask God to raise our level of discernment so that we can be sensitive to those opportunities, so that we won't miss these defining moments, uh, these moments of radical change. I believe there's an anointing on each and every one of us to be change agents in the earth. I believe believe that God has infused us with his power and his authority to affect change, to engage culture, to, to impact society. And what we must do is we must recognize the authority that God has given us. We must recognize and tap into the anointing that God has given us. There's an anointing on each and every one of us. Won't you make that confession? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Just declare and decree. I have an anointing on me. I have an anointing on me. 
I don't have an anointing on me to be popular. I, I don't, I'm not anointed to be seen, but there's an anointing on me to be productive. There's an anointing upon me to be an extension of who Jesus Christ is in the earth realm. That's why I'm anointed. I'm not anointed, amen, just for myself. I'm, the, I'm not anointed so I can be seen and heard and recognized by people, but I'm anointed so I can be an effective witness uh, in the earth realm. So what we also did in our, this particular teaching, we defined what a going church is. A going church is one that is kingdom-minded and kingdom-motivated. Again, a going church is a church that is kingdom-minded and kingdom-motivated. I have the mind of Christ. Come on, declare and decree that. Just say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ, and I'm motivated by the revelation that God has given me about who I am as a kingdom citizen in the earth. And because I'm motivated, I have this, this passion. I have I have this desire. I have this longing. I have this joy. I have this excitement to, to share with you what has impacted my life. And then we define what a motivated church is. A motivated church is a church that's passionate and driven to maintain goal-oriented behaviors. In other words, I want to see results. <laughs> I want to see results. There's outcomes that I'm trying to, to accomplish. We see it in Hebrews 12, 12th chapter and the second verse. It says it like this. The writer says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. I'm going to maintain my focus regardless of what I may experience in my life. That keeps me motivated. I'm, I'm remaining focused in the midst of opposition. And then the scripture says, the champion who initiated and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. I have an expectation of what's going to happen in the future. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. So I'm motivated because I know what the future holds. I know what we're going to accomplish as kingdom citizens in the earth. I know I'm going to face some things. I know I'm going to have some challenges. I know I'm going to have some difficult moments. I, I know I'm going to, amen, face some trials. I'm going to have dark and hostile experiences in my life. But because I know what the outcome is going to be, I'm going to press beyond every challenge that I may face in my life. My money may act funny sometimes. My change may act strange sometimes. And my needs may have needs. I may have some challenges on my job, in my community. I may have some challenges. In my body, glory be to God. I may have some psychological challenges, some emotional challenges, but regardless of what I face in my life, uh, because life does what life does, uh, but when life does what life does, uh, I don't throw a pity party. I don't stand, amen, isolated uh, and start moping and complaining. What I do is I tap in uh, to my innermost being, which is the Holy Spirit, uh, and I get motivated because. I know that I'm on assignment. I know I have a kingdom mandate, and that keeps me motivated regardless of what I may be experiencing in my personal life. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
So what I would like to do now, what I would like to do now is I want to define an empowered church. I want to define an empowered church. An empowered church is one that has been given supernatural ability by the Holy Spirit to advance the kingdom of God in the earth. Now, I need to let you know something. These definitions that I'm giving you, you will not find them in Webster Dictionary. You will not find them in Vines Concordance. You're not going to find them in any of those places. These definitions that I'm giving you, I've tapped into the mind of God and God has given me revelation in regards to what he wants me to speak about. So an empowered church is one that has been given supernatural ability. Somebody say supernatural ability. Matter of fact, say I have supernatural ability come on declare and decree that say I have supernatural ability it is one that has been given supernatural ability by the Holy Spirit not just to speak in tongues Ooh, your enthusiasm is overwhelming. Not just to jerk and quirk and run around the church and dance. I, I, I'm not against speaking in tongues. I'm not against running around in church. I'm not against dancing. I'm not against jerking and quirking. You all know I'll jerk, quirk, run around, dance, and speak in tongues. But that's not the primary reason why you have been endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. The number one priority, glory be to God, of the Holy Spirit uh, is to give you delegated authority so that you can advance uh, the kingdom of God uh, in the earth. All right, you say prophet, preacher, no problem. Matthew, the 10th chapter in the first verse in the Amplified Version, it says, and Jesus summons uh, to him his 12 disciples. He said, come here, brothers. Now this was happening here. Jesus had just looked out amongst Jerusalem and he seen that there uh, uh, were people scattered and they were like sheep uh, without shepherd and he began to pray he said listen the harvest is plenteous but the labors are few and he prayed to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into the vineyard now right after his prayer what he did was he recognized who was around him and he pulled these 12 disciples glory be to God a my God. And the Bible lets you know he gave them power. He gave them supernatural ability. He, the Bible says they gave them, he gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure all kinds of diseases. Uh, what Jesus did was uh, he imparted unto them supernatural ability. Glory be to God. They were infused with the DNA of God. They were infused with the power of the Holy Spirit so they had the ability to meet the needs of people. And you must understand that the reason that the Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of you is so that you can have the ability to meet the needs of people. Glory be to God. I want to encourage somebody this morning to let you know that you have the power, you have the authority to meet 
the need of everybody you come in contact with. God will reveal to you what to do and, and how to do it and, and what to say and how to say it. See, the enemy wants you to feel like you're helpless, uh, uh, you're hopeless, glory be to God, that you don't have any authority, you don't have any ability. God gave you authority, glory be to God, from the foundations of the earth. When he said that he gave mankind kind dominion. You have dominion. You have the ability to dominate in this earth. Everywhere you go, you must understand that you have the ability to dominate, glory be to God, the space that you're in uh, on a daily basis. Regardless of what you may be facing, regardless of what you may be going through, you have the ability. So Jesus said, listen, I've empowered you. Glory be to God. Jesus has empowered us. He has given us a delegate authority. That's what he did here. And in Matthew, the 10th chapter in the first verse, he gave the disciples authority to meet the needs of the people. Now, this should be encouraging to us because it assures us of the fact that the Holy Spirit is involved with the entire evangelistic process. The Holy Spirit is involved, uh, glory be to God, in the entire evangelistic process. All right, I have to back up to Matthew 28. I believe it was like that, that 20th verse where he says, uh, I'm with you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, I'm with you. You don't have to worry about a thing. See, the enemy wants you to operate in fear, but thanks be unto God. The scripture says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us love. He's given us power, and he's given us a sound mind. You don't have to be intimidated by anybody when it comes to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be afraid. You have a powerful message. You have a powerful story. You have a powerful testimony. And that's why the enemy wants to lock you up in fear. He wants to grip you in fear so you won't tell your story because he knows your story has power to change the lives of people that you share it with. That's why he don't want you in the boardroom. Glory be to God. That's why he doesn't want you involved in community affairs. That's why he doesn't want you involved what's going on in the political arena. He doesn't want you involved in the educational systems because he knows if you get involved, change is going to happen. And I believe with all of my heart that God is raising up a body of people in the point of praise family life center that's going to walk in the anointing. They're going to walk in the authority that God has given them. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Ooh, my, 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 my. Didn't feel like preaching earlier, but I feel like preaching right now. Glory to God. So what, what, what we must understand is that the Holy Spirit, he's, he's involved with this entire evangelistic process. See, in the Old Testament, he acted on the behalf of his people. In the New Testament, you've seen him in operation in the life of Jesus Christ. But after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, he empowered people to continue the ministry of Jesus Christ 
in the earth. And that's the main purpose of the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to drive this nail in the ground. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is so that we can continue the ministry of Jesus Christ in the earth. Come on, lay your hands on yourself and say, I have a Jesus ministry. I have a Jesus ministry. And because I have a Jesus ministry, I have the ability to flip the script. I have the ability to shift things. Glory be to God. I have the ability to change what's going on in my surroundings. Because I have a Jesus ministry, I can lay my hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Because I have a Jesus ministry, I can cast out demons. Because I have a Jesus ministry, I can speak to a dead person person and that dead person will come alive because I have a Jesus ministry. Somebody shout, I have a Jesus ministry. I have a, I have a Jesus ministry. I walk like him. I, I talk like him. I, I speak like him. I'm engaged like him. I'm sensitive like him. I'm aware like him. I, I do what my father tells me to do. I go where my father tells me to go because I have a Jesus ministry. I understand that my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. I feel the Holy Ghost. My, 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 my. Let me, let me, let me, let me end with this. Let me end with this. Let me end with this. See, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit precedes us in our efforts of advancing the kingdom of God. Can I say that one more time? The Holy Spirit precedes us in our efforts of advancing the kingdom of God. I'm going to say it one more time because I thought our Tuesday night uh, uh, Bible study students will recognize that this particular point was taken out of our manual that we're, 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 we're going through uh, uh, weekly. And I thought I would have got at least one uh, horn to blow on that statement. Uh, The statement again, I'll give you one more time. Don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit precedes us in our efforts of advancing the kingdom of God. Now, now, this should be exciting because what this lets us know is wherever the Holy Spirit is sending us, He has prepared the person and he's prepared the ground. (laughs) In other words, glory to God. In, In other words, things are already set up. That's why you don't have to trip. That's why you don't have to have a nervous breakdown. Glory be to God. Because things are already set up. All right. All right. That wasn't good. Okay. Let me give you a scripture. Let me give you a scripture. Acts. Uh, uh, the 16th chapter and the 11th and the 12th verse. Uh, this is my final scripture for today. Uh, it says, uh, uh, we boarded a boat at Troas and sailed straight across to the island of Samothrace. And the next day we landed in the polis. And from there, we reached Philippi, a major city of that district of Macedonia, and a Roman colony, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went to a little way aside the city to a riverbank where 
we thought people would be meeting for prayer. And we sat down to speak with a woman who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia from uh, Thyatira and a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God. Now, now what we must understand is they were traveling from place to place but they weren't doing it just for the sake of doing it. The Holy Spirit had them on a mission. Glory to God. What we must understand is that every day the Holy Spirit has us on a mission. The Holy Spirit has us on a mission. But the question becomes do you know that you're on a mission and do you know what the mission is? Oh, God, you must be clear every time you wake up what your assignment is. Glory be to God and what you are supposed to accomplish daily. That's why you have to posture yourself in a place of prayer so you can get a download of the mind of God and so he can give you divine instructions on what you're supposed to be doing for that day. Now the Bible lets you know they were moving uh, uh, from place to place and then they on the sabbath day they went a little way outside of the city to a riverbank where they thought it was just some people there they're meeting one translation lets you know that they, they, they thought that, that there were some people there that was meeting but there were really some they were really believing that there were some people there for prayer that there was prayer going on and the women was gathered together for prayer oh god oh god just stay with me just stay with me just stay with me oh god so so instead instead of them preaching in the synagogue they said we need to we need to gather we need to gather where some people are so we can make an impact Ooh, God. See, we got to get out of our comfort zones. We we have to get out of the four walls uh, of the church uh, because when you come to church, uh, that's for self-care. But when you leave the church, uh, that's for people care. And the question becomes, uh, do you really care about people? Because God cares about people. And if you say you have Jesus Christ uh, abiding on the inside of you, you ought to care about people too. Now, now, see, the reason why, whoo, Lord have mercy. The reason why that statement is so important because they didn't want to go to the synagogue where the men were gathering. Oh, God. They wanted to go, glory be to God, where the women was gathering outside of the synagogue, oh, God, for prayer. Not because it was a male-female issue. You gotta, you gotta tap into this text with a higher level of thinking. It wasn't a male-female issue, really, but because they were being led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit knew that it was a woman of prominence there. Ooh, God. Ooh, God. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. I got to come out there with y'all. I can't stay back there no more. I feel the Holy Ghost. 
no, 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 no. They, they knew it was, the Holy Spirit knew they needed to connect with someone that had influence in the region. <laughs> See, you have to understand, you have to be careful of who you bypass daily because that might be the person that opens up the doors for you to make an impact in the whole region. It only takes one. Tell somebody it only takes one. It only takes one. Glory to God. Because what happened was, oh God, Lydia heard what was going on. <laughs> oh my God. The Holy Spirit tapped her in. So you have to realize that when you're doing stuff on a daily basis, you don't know who God has around you that he's about to cause to tap into your conversation without saying anything. Oh God. Woo. Man, Ooh, Jimmy Wells, I, I feel like running in his parking lot, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to be careful when you're at the gym with what you're saying. You got to be careful when you're at the grocery store with what you're saying. You got to be careful of what you're saying to the bill collector while you have them on the phone because there might be somebody listening that wants to tap in and connect with the Jesus that's on the inside of you. Ooh, God. And you don't know what kind of influence they have. Matter of fact, you better be careful with how you talk to your bill collector because that might be the person God wants to use to open some doors for you. You got to be careful with how you talk to city officials and, and politicians. You have to be careful with how you act in the boardroom. You have to be careful with how you act in the courthouse. Uh, you don't understand that God has strategically placed you there. And it's not about you. So you have to get out of your flesh. That's why you have to say, God, I need you to crucify this flesh so I can walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. All right, all right, this is where I close. Now, now, the Bible lets you know, the Bible lets you know, not only did she hear what they were saying, but she opened herself up to receive the message of communication. Oh, God. God, the Holy Spirit, had already prepared her heart, already opened her heart up to receive the message. I want to end with this. As an empowered church, God has people already set in place to hear what you have to say. Ooh, God. He has people in place to hear what you have to say. He has people in place to receive what you have to offer. He already has them lined up. You just have to tap in and walk in the supernatural ability that God has given you, each and every one of you. You have supernatural ability. God has empowered you. God has endowed you with power. He has saturated you in his anointing. Glory be to God.
He has placed in on the inside of you the person of the Holy Spirit. And he wants you to walk in that authority. He wants you to walk in that boldness as an empowered church. And I'm talking about when I say church, you already know that I'm talking about an empowered people. He has equipped you. Glory be to God. He has put tools on the inside of you. You say, well, Pastor, I don't know. I don't know a lot of Bible. I don't know a, a, a lot of scripture. Well, he knows a lot of Bible. <laughs> he knows a lot of scripture. Glory be to God. Because scripture was written by men, but it was inspired by God. Glory be to God. So you have to understand that God will inspire you just like he inspired everybody else that wrote, glory be to God, these 66 books of the Bible. He will inspire you to say something that will wow you. Not just wow the people, but you will be like, Oh my God, how in the world did I come up with this? The Holy Spirit will make you smart. He'll make you smart. And today I want to pray with you. Glory to God. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you walk in the boldness of the Holy Spirit, that you walk in the power of God and be that empowered church, that you, you walk in this earth as change agents, as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, that you become an extension of who Jesus Christ is in the earth realm and that you walk with boldness, that you have clarity of speech, that you have clarity of mind, that you are that motivated church that has that passion for results, that, that passion to see people give their lives to Jesus Christ. Come on, just bow your heads. Glory to God. Just lift your hands up. Glory to God. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you today. We thank you for each and every one that has heard your word on today. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God, we thank you for your word being released in our lives, oh God. And because of this, our lives are transformed. God, we thank you for a Mount Transfiguration experience. Our hearts, our minds, and our souls, and our spirits are forever changed. Now, Father, don't allow us just to be hearers of your word only on today, but allow us to be doers of your word, God. Let us walk out your word, line upon line and precept upon precept. Eliminate every excuse out of our lives, oh God, so that we can be those kingdom citizens that you've called us to be in the earth realm. Father, raise our level of boldness, raise our level of faith, activate the gifts on the inside of us on today, oh God, that they may be utilized in advancing your kingdom. And Father, we declare and decree right now that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. We rebuke the spirit of fear. We rebuke anxiety. We rebuke the spirit of intimidation right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for divine connections, putting us in the right places at the right time and giving us the right thing to say. We give your name glory, honor, and praise for it now in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God a great big praise. Come on, haunt those horns and glorify us. Hallelujah. Woo! My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are an empowered church. We are a church that's walking in boldness. We are a church that's walking with the authority of the Holy Spirit. 
And there may be someone in the parking lot. There may be someone listening to us right now that's on Facebook Live. You want to be a part of this, this empowered church. It's not about joining a facility that we, we call the church, but it's about uh, uh, receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And as you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become a part of this body of baptized believers. You become a part of the family of God. You cannot change your own circumstances, your own situations, your own conditions that you may be facing in your life. You need Jesus Christ to come in your life and he'll assist you. He'll change your life. He'll turn your life around. So if you would like to receive Jesus Christ in your life today, glory to God. And you're in the parking lot. You can just lift your hand out of the window. We're not going to embarrass you. We did that lets us recognize that there's someone here in the parking lot that's that wants to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You just stick your hand out the window. If you're on Facebook Live or our Instagram platform, you want to receive Jesus Christ right now, we're going to lead you into a time of prayer so you can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's simple. I just need you to repeat these words, these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Come into my life and save me. Forgive me of all of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you've been raised from the dead just for me. Lord Jesus, I thank you right now for coming into my life and saving me. Repeat these words with boldness. Say, Satan, take your hands off my mind, off my soul, and off my spirit. I belong to God. I belong to God. I belong to God right now in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, by faith, by faith, let's celebrate God for those uh, that's on our social media platform that have just received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listen, if you just received Christ, if you just repeated that prayer after me and you're on our social media platforms, I need you to do me a great big favor. You see the information on the screen. If you just received him for the first time as Lord and Savior, I need you to text 845-209-1303. Again, text 845-209-1303. Right there in the message area, I need you to put these words, new B, N E. WB and someone from our aftercare ministry will contact you within the next 24 to 48 hours. If you are not able, amen, to navigate through technology, what you can do right there on the social media platform, right there in the comment area, just put the word newbie, N E W B, and someone from our aftercare team will send you a special message in your inbox. And we just ask you to follow those instructions from that special message so that that we can stay in contact with you. You are a part of a loving family that wants to stay in fellowship and connection with you. If you don't have a church home, you wanna be a part of this ministry. You feel a connection here. There's no distance in our connectivity in this season because of these virtual platforms. But you say, I wanna be a part of this ministry. I sense a connection. If you're in the parking lot, you feel like you wanna be a part of the Point of Praise Family Life Center, the best church in the world. We are a group 
of imperfect people that serve a perfect God. We will love on you. We will fellowship with you. We will connect with you. If you're in the parking lot, you want to be a part of this ministry, just stick your hand out the window and one of our parking attendants, amen, will put some information in your hand. If you're on our social media platform, what you can put right in the comment area, if you're not, amen, technologically savvy, you can put join, J-O-I-N, right there in the comment area. And someone from our aftercare team ministry will connect with you via your messenger, or you can text 845-209-1303. Again, 845-209-1303. Put the word, text the word join right there in the message area, J-O-I-N, and someone will be in contact with you within the next 24 to 48 hours. Let's celebrate those that have connected with us on today by faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, not only did the rain stay back, the heat came out. Glory to God. I feel like I've been in the gym. <laughs> this feels good. Not only did God push the rain back, but he brought the sun out. Glory to God. Real quick, listen, we it's opportunity time. This is a time where we return our tithes and we give our offering. And this is an exciting time where you get an opportunity to partner with us in advancing the kingdom of God. God is doing some amazing things here at the point, and we celebrate God for all all that he's doing. Glory to God. I'm glad that we get an opportunity to service people all throughout the Hudson Valley region. And that's exciting in it of itself. We're able to touch lives, not only in our community, but in our region. And now we are touching people, amen, not only locally, but globally. Amen. And we thank God uh, for that, that opportunity. Amen. So we would like for you to sow. Amen. We know the tithe is a 10% of everything that God has blessed us with. We give him a dime out of every dollar and he promised that he'll open up the windows of heaven, pour us out blessings that we have room enough not to receive. And as we sow seeds into the kingdom of God, we believe increase is our portion and God is going to multiply every one of our seeds. You know, he will supply your every need according to his riches and glory by his son, Christ Jesus. You can't beat God given no matter how you try. Now, if you are not able to give amen via our electronic platforms, and we believe most of us are able to do that. But if you're not able to do that and you need to receive uh, a tithe in the offer envelope, you can just stick your hand out of the window and one of our parking attendants uh, will serve you. But those of you that have the ability to give electronically, amen, even on our social media platforms, there's three ways that you can give electronically. Number one, you can go to your app store and download the Give Plus app if you haven't done so already and look for point of praise family life center you spell point p-o-i-n-t-e point of praise family life center and you can just follow the giving instructions also you can text to give again you can text to give and the way you text to give you text eight 
845-253-9216. Again, 845-253-9216. Right there in the message area, you put the amount that the Holy Spirit will lead you to sow, whether it's 5, 10, 50, 1,000, 4,000. Amen. You can help us write our evangelistical budget off here at our ministry. I believe it takes about three to $4,000 a month to be able to do what we do as we meet the needs of people in our community and this region. So again, text uh, 845-253-9216 right in the message area. Put the amount that you're going to sow, or you can go to our secure website at www the point online again you spell point p-o-i-n-t-e www.thepointonline.org hit the given tab follow the instructions you can return your tithes and your offering that way how many of you are cheerful givers in this parking lot hallelujah 